Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, April 19, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The first order of business is what's that horizontal line at 413.95? It appears to be right around within pennies of the low of day. Is that a fact? And the answer is yes it is. We'll get to that later, and inside the numbers members were told about that number early in the morning. There were other numbers, and we'll circle back to them. In addition, I'm going to put some additional numbers on the board for Tuesday. We have a trade plan for Tuesday. We don't know exactly what's going to happen on Tuesday, but we have an if-then statement ready in the waiting for Tuesday. We'll also get to that later. Let's talk about what's jumping off the page on the daily chart. We'll talk about the big picture and then we'll drill down because there is a lot of information on other charts. So dating back to last week, we said later in the week to Inside the Numbers members that likely that rally that was all week long or and then some was likely to peter out Thursday, Friday type of thing. That doesn't mean it's going to be an all-time high. Could it be? Yes. Again, We'll get to more of that later. Here's how we're gonna handle the situation. We have to circle back to the current melt-up slash blow-off scenario. Is this a melt-up? Yes, it is. Is this a blow-off top? It could be in the making, but we don't have all the characteristics yet for what would be a blow-off top. Doesn't mean they can't put in a high. All I'm saying is if we're looking for the characteristics, what are the characteristics of a blow-off top? And some of them are the market just goes up for inexplicable reasons. That's happening as we speak. But the magnitude and the velocity in which it goes up in a blow-off top is a little bit steeper and is a little bit more, should we say, at a rapid pace than we've seen. You need some euphoria to hit the market. You need some fanfare. We really didn't have any fanfare last week. The market just went up every day, almost every day. The market's been going up since March 25th, minus one day, every day before Friday, or really before today. So that is the definition of a melt-up in progress. Check this out. The low, 383.90 on March 25th, to the high on Friday, 417.91, is about 34 points, 340 S&P handles. That's the definition of a melt-up. A little bit of a squeeze, a few pies in the face along the way, yours truly included, but there will be another opportunity. Again, how do we handle that? Well, if we're looking for a blow-off, you've got to see more fanfare. However, if we don't surpass the high from Friday, that's a high. Great. How will we know? What has to break on the downside for us to know that a top is really in? Well, we have those numbers, and we don't need to put them out right now because we're nowhere near there. There are other things that can develop on the charts to let us know that it's likely a top is in and that we have something to trade against. However, what happened on Friday, it being a potential top, it being a top today, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the top or a long-term top. The market was up so much that today, the S&P 500 being down just over 20 handles 
is nothing other than a down day. We talked about how far we were getting, how far we were from home base. Home base is the 20-period moving average. So it makes sense that they need to at least pause for a while. It's like a way station, if nothing else. They've got to give the 20-period moving average a chance to catch up to price. Price will come down a little bit towards the 20-period moving average. They may or may not recock the gun. We don't know. We're not going to prejudge until we have more data, also known as data, to work with. Right now, the only thing we have to work with is a high from Friday and a down day. That's it. There's no spike in volume. There's no reversal candle. We just have a little doji candle on less than average volume. No dice for me. Not just yet, anyway. Now, let's talk about tomorrow. Let's talk about Tuesday. The question is, will it be a turnaround Tuesday? Before, I talked about a potential trade plan. We're talking about if-then kind of stuff. If the market did this, then we might expect this, and then if they did that, here's what we're going to get. Now, inside the numbers members, they're going to have the entire schematic, the whole ball of wax, in real time as the market unfolds. But what I'm going to do here is give you some numbers. First, I'm going to make you learn something. Now we've got a 240-minute chart up on the screen, and what we want to do is assess where price is relative to where different types of visual appeal exists on the chart. Where are the moving averages? Where was a breakout point? What happened on a variety of different charts lets us assess what's likely to happen if, in fact, for example, the market falls on Tuesday morning. I'm not saying it will fall Tuesday morning. What I'm saying is, if it does, I want to be prepared. If it rises Tuesday morning, I want to be prepared for that too, and we will. Let's talk about what if it falls, because after all, there is a method to the madness. When we look at the 240 chart, we see a 20-period moving average coming up under price. So right now, it's about 411 and a half. Okay, we're going to note that. We also know that the market broke up from making a low and closing down here on the day on the 14th. So we know the closing price at 411.48, which happens to coincide, ironically enough, and there are really no coincidences or accident-type stuff around the markets. So the closing price here matches up with a 20-period moving average, and I think that's an area that we want to note going into Tuesday if they should be down there by chance. While we've got this chart up, let's talk about something else. I told you I was going to make you learn something, so some of you already know what I'm going to say. Some of you haven't heard this before, and if you haven't heard this before, you might want to get out your sticky note and a pen. When the market goes to a certain spot, it's telling us that spot is important. Whether it's going down, whether it's going up, when the market makes an important pivot, and important pivots are different on different charts. Not all pivots are made the same. All pivots have meaning, some more than others. Some are way more important than others, even from a just visual perspective. So here's where I'm going with this. So the market goes up, and it has a big down day, or at least in this case, a big down candle. This is a 240 chart, so it's like half a day. Before it had that down move, it made a high of 413.96. So you see I have 413.95 on the chart. Again, there's always a method to the madness. So we know that that price has some importance. Again, doesn't have to have a ton of importance, but it has some importance. 
What else do we have? We have a breakup candle low. That low happens to be 413.69. It's the same breakup candle low from the daily chart. This one is just on a 240 chart. So now maybe the light bulb went on for some of you and what you're gonna see inside the numbers is why that area was interesting. Why was that area support today? It was not necessarily the first area of support, but it was certainly an important area of support as you'll see when we get into inside the numbers. What about a 120 minute chart? Do we see anything materially different on this chart? Here's the 240 chart and we have a little tiny gap left open over here, but it's not that recognizable, not as much as that would be or could have been some kind of a reversal candle that was then reversed the following morning. But on the 120 minute chart, you have a much more distinguishable gap. I'm gonna put the number 411.95. I think that's important. Remember that area from the 240 chart? So it's just above that. So think about this for a moment. Back to the 120 chart. I know I'm jumping back and forth, but I want you to get the visual as I discuss this. Are they likely to come up short of the gap, hit the gap on the penny, or spike it through? And we don't know which one, but one of those three contains a spike through. If they spike it through, maybe they spike it into the 20 period moving average on that 240 chart. So this is why we wanna have a visual of everything on the board. Now we're looking at an hourly chart and we can see something a little bit different. At least the first thing that jumps off the page at me is the fact that A, because I have this trend line here, I can see that they were riding the trend line in the afternoon. This is the 413.95. What they're really doing is making a bearish flaggish pattern and until and unless they get above this breakdown candle high, 415.67, then that's what they're doing. And if in fact they're doing that, what are they gonna do next? Well, they're gonna go lower. We're gonna put one more number on the board, 413.15. It's a number inside the numbers members will likely know about in the morning if price is above that number. If we have a slow market, a slow opening, that number will likely be meaningful. If they're killing them at the open, they'll cut right through it like a hot knife through butter. Those are the type of things that you have to realize, recognize, and know about in real time. And by the way, can they get below by much 411.95? Well, of course they can, and inside the numbers members will have lower numbers yet in the morning. This is as far as we're going in this video. What about the whole turnaround Tuesday thing? Well, here's the thing. It's one of those awareness type situations. The awareness is if they're killing them into the open or they're killing them in the morning, watch out for a morning low, watch out for a turnaround some point, either late morning, mid afternoon type of thing, and watch out for them to fight back to the flat line or finish positive, creating the turnaround Tuesday. Back to the daily chart for a moment, because if in fact they're doing that, and I'm not saying they will, this is awareness. It's what to watch out for the night before. If it's happening that way, inside the numbers members obviously will have the information in real time. But if they're doing that, look for them to continue the melt-up operation. All right, it's time to slide over inside the numbers. Pre-market commentary, happy Monday. Wake up to a slight pullback. It's not like there's been a rejection from the nosebleed seats. 
Pullbacks in an uptrend are normal garden variety. We're looking at the market that is right in front of us today. And by the way, I would pay attention to the commentary inside the numbers today because the numbers were such that they produced many winning trades from many traders today. This is what it's all about. Early thoughts. Was that it, meaning the top? Last week's numbers as a high. Are they going to come up short of the big fat round number of 4,200 or not? Well, the jury's still out. The market's in an uptrend. So today, we're going to say it's certainly achievable. That was a side note. So what are they actually doing? What's the look in the morning? How about making a pullback to run a test of a former breakout area? Is that what's going on here today? If it is, then we must know the numbers. First is around 415.60. Now that's going to get refined before the opening bell, so stand by. Next up would be 414.50, give or take. You know the routine, right of the vertical, today's activity, 414.50. What was the low here at 10.50 a.m.? 414.38. Look at that rip all the way up to a high of 415.71. That's about 12 S&P handles. How you doing? It's early. It's a just-in-caser. 413.69, that should sound familiar, is a line in the sand where this would become more than just a garden variety pullback. Then we have some stuff up north on a turnaround. That didn't happen. We don't have to worry about it. We'll circle back to stocks on the move a little bit later. So 9.07, the market's starting to get a little bit of a personality as they get closer to the opening bell. I have some ideas, but we'll let them open the day and the week, trade out for a while. Let us get a handle on the early storyline. Early shakeout operation, another just-in-caser. We're interested in the zone between 414.50 down to a spike of 414, give or take. Let's bring back the chart. 414.50 down to a spike of 414. How about 413.95? What was low of day? about 413.79. Not bad. Before the opening bell. We're moving right along. They opened them quiet, so they were doing nothing, so we can go up a little bit. Nice rip on Peloton, only they did it before the number. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. We'll take a look at the charts. Let's scroll up a little bit until we find some activity. They were dead as a doornail, so 416.21 at the time was low of day. We need them to break to make some hay. They start to break. 415.60 should be some support. I'm a buyer lower. Still like a little bit of a transposing going on there. 414.50, give or take, down to a spike of 414. So let's get the picture of what was going on. That was 10.02. This is 10.10, 10.15. I don't like that spot. So they bounce away. That's okay. What do I like? 414.50 down to 413. 95. That came at 10.50 a.m. Okay, we're moving along. 10.15, still a buyer, around 4.14.50 and lower. 4.14.50 or lower is support, 4.16.50 is resistance. Market's just going back and forth. You have to wait. Patience pays. There was an IWM number. I put it up on the board. They didn't get there at that time. How about another one? Smash Mouth, SMH. We'll get to that later. Put a number up on the board. It worked. By 10.48, here it is. This is the front end of showtime for the Bulls. They're in the zone where they should bounce. Could take some time. No change. The numbers discussed all day. 
Couple of minutes later, traders who are waiting on and purchased the SPY down there will need to book profits along the way. They'll go back and forth, and as a reminder, could take some time. We're thinking in terms of this could be a spot for a morning low. That's the thought process around that time. From a scalp trade perspective, this one worked out as designed. The rest is trader's choice, blah, blah, blah. Patience pays, by the way. See right there? Patience pays. Put it up on the board. What do we have a chart up here for? A picture's worth 100 words. Just to reiterate, look where price was when we came out with those numbers. Far away. Now, granted, this is a five-minute chart, so it looks a lot farther than it really is, but nevertheless, this is where the trade was. We're moving along. 11.02, those of you that took the SI trade, classic, headed for a destination, nice job. We'll circle back to those in a while. So they bounced up. I had some resistance stuff on the board. You can double check the work by reading the notes, pausing the video, going back to the charts to see exactly what's being discussed and what the market did after it was discussed. We'll scroll up through the rest of the day and you can do that. I urge you to do that. Pause the video, read the notes. I went over the morning session, should give you a pretty good idea. And so just hit the pause button, read them, double check the work. There was stuff to learn in the afternoon. There was stuff to know in the afternoon. You can read it if you're interested. About stocks on the move. Oh, what a list today. It's earnings season. We're gonna get a laundry list. We don't have to worry about a laundry list. They don't all hit at the same time. It's very rare that even more than one or two hits at the same time. And if they do, you don't have to take the trade. We only have to watch the ones that are coming close to price. They don't all do it at the same time. Let's check out some charts. First one you saw was Peloton. This one was a shame. I hate these with a passion. Getting a haircut at the open. They pull up short of the number. The low was 107.31 against my 107.01. And they rip away to make a high of 112.91 in minutes. All right, next victim. NCTY. So they didn't come close at the opening bell when they took this dip down and the rally. When they came down again, they did pull up short. This low was 1835 against 1822. Then they bounced away, so technically they did the deal. Really takes the first number off the table. Look what happened at the second number. And when you think about it, everything I teach and everything I harp on day in and day out, if you just painted by the numbers and followed the rules, what did you get out of it? You got the trade at the second number. That's it. You didn't take the ride down at the first number because you didn't take the trade. Don't blink. B-L-N-K. Let's see how this one panned out. 34.67. What's the low here? 34.70. Too close. They bounce away. What was the high? 35.13. So technically, they did the deal. I know it stinks when that happens, but if you paint by the numbers, you're going to miss some trades, but you're also going to stay out of trouble. The second number, did they do the deal? Eh, they came up really technically just a hair short. They finished above it by the end of the day. They traded slightly below it. We're not calling this a win. It's not what we're looking for. It's just like a scratch. How about SI? This is the one that was mentioned inside the numbers in the commentary. Look what happened. They were headed for a destination. They got there in a hurry. They hit the destination. They turned around, went back in the other direction. These are the ones. What's the high here? 126.90 from an entry of 121.65 in minutes. You never know which ones are going to give you the rocket ride. 
everything is headed for a destination. I'll give you an example. This high made here at 1135, 126.90, that was a destination at that time for a reason. I don't have time to figure out the reason here, but that's the way the market works. By the way, here's a great example of all charts act and react the same way. If you've been a student of the lazy e-mini trader course, even on this five minute chart, you will recognize that then they turned right here. They were on time. Throw in testing the vicinity of a breakdown candle high, even on this five minute chart, and you have a pretty good recipe for a turn. Might not be picture perfect. Now, if I was doing the analysis here before price got there, and it was on its way in that neighborhood, what would I be looking at? Here's another lesson. Maybe you got more than you bargained for with the ticket tonight. Well, check this out. How about 127.50.51? Here's a pivot low, and remember what we said before, then all of a sudden, it coincides with this breakdown candle high, 127.49. Just some hypothetical stuff. Looking at this chart, can we learn something? I guarantee you, you can learn something from every single chart that populates the screen. How about HOG? This was a short trade, 45.61, and then there was a secondary number at 46.60. They didn't get there. They got as high as 46.44 and pulled back from there. Now, technically, this trade worked. Technically, I didn't like the way it did a dance at both numbers, so I pulled the trade for myself, and I let inside the numbers members know that I did that. You saw it in the notes. Here's a 15-minute chart. So be it. The numbers worked. I just didn't like how they did the number. And when I don't like it, I pull it. It's kind of like the instinct thing. When my first instinct is I don't like it, it's generally not going to be a good deal. But nonetheless, the numbers worked anyway. That's the point of showing you the charts. Mara, Marathon Digital, they didn't really do it in the manner in which we need it to be done but it worked anyway. What worked? The number work. We see the same stuff over and over and over again. Sometimes they just don't do it in the manner in which conducive to the way we want the trade to happen. Welcome to the business. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, remember from inside the numbers, we posted an IWM number this morning. 219.75 was the number. They came up just short and it turned out to be low of day. That was too bad. So what's going on in the IWM in terms of the daily chart? I got to tell you, I can make a case both ways. I can make the bull case that they're just eating time off the clock doing one of these deals, setting up for another push higher, maybe to challenge the highs. There's no reason under the sun that that can't happen. I can also make the case that if they get below 218, they begin to look cooked and if they get below a secondary number, which I'll have when we need it, well, that's a number where they'll just get burnt. What about the folks down at the transportation department? So they were down 120 points today, but it's less than 1%. They're still above all the moving averages. So here it comes. The trend is your friend until she throws you out on your ass. Could Friday be a tail high? It could be. But above all the moving averages, we're going to say that the trend is the dominant thing. The weekly chart looks a little different. The weekly chart is far extended from home base. They put in a tail doji kind of candle looking deal last week. So it certainly has the look of a potential top. We don't know that it is. 
but it could be. Remember, the dominant thing is the trend, even though it's too far from home base, but they could just do this. And if they do this, and they put in another week, another week, another week, what are they doing? Forget this doji candle. That's meaningless at that point. Then they're building energy for another move higher. But if they start breaching certain numbers on the downside, closing daily below, and then certainly closing weekly below, then this too will be cooked. What are those numbers? We don't need them just yet. Price isn't there. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley? Same routine, trend is your friend, they're just going back and forth up near the highs. It's not anything we can make a federal case out of just yet. All these markets, they made a new high on Friday and they have a down day on Monday. We can't make anything that isn't there out of it just yet. A lot of traders wanna take a down minute, a down day, a down hour, and they wanna make it into the turn. It's not the case. We're gonna analyze and trade the market that's in front of us not the one we prefer it to be. The financials, XLF, down a nickel. Again, we can't make a federal case out of that. In fact, with that, we're just gonna move it along. About Smash Mouth. Yeah, I took it down to a five minute chart because I wanna magnify what happened. We put 244.21 inside the numbers in the commentary. They hit the number, they spiked it by a little bit. They started trading away. They came back to make a higher low above the number and took off trading higher into the end of the day. Nice trade to those that took it. Here's the daily chart of the SMH, and here's what I'll ask. Here's the gap at 243.55. The low of day was above that gap. The low of day was 243.79, and my number was 244.21. Why was I willing to buy the SMH ahead of that gap? Ah, interesting question. It was an hourly chart gap. How did I know that was gonna be the number? Believe it or not, there was something else. It will remain a mystery. And that's a pretty good place to say, have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're gonna pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.